good to be back in this house this morning. The presence of the Lord is so rich and wonderful here. And Lord, we just honor your presence in this place. And as we were worshiping, I heard these words over the church. I heard, I heard the first, your lines have fallen to me in a pleasant place. And I see how the Lord has orchestrated the property lines here. And I see that, and I also heard the scripture, the scepter of the wicked shall not rest upon land apportioned for the righteous. And I see assignments being dealt with in the area of, 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 of property. And I, I also hear that there will be a season where you will enlarge the place of your dwelling. And uh, there'll be seasons when you will, you will have to, to expand. Appreciate your enthusiasm right now. There'll be like seasons when you will have to expand. And for some reason, I keep hearing, I have a, a French prophet a friend who's a, a real seer, and he had gone... Uh, to a Assembly of God uh, camp there in middle Nebraska, knowing nothing. And, uh, and he, he, he's, he's very interesting. He's a true seer. And uh, he saw, he said, he, when he was uh, beginning to prophesy to these leaders of uh, the Nebraska district, he, he prophesied that he saw angels picking up snakes and keeping them off the border. And uh, the head of the, the assemblies and their wife were looking at each other like, whoa, because they, the floods had come. It was there near Lexington, Nebraska. Floods had come, and they were having youth camps, and the rattlesnakes had been displaced, and they were praying that the Lord would protect the camp from rattlesnakes. There you go. And it worked. Hallelujah. <laughs> and for some reason, I don't know what that's about, but I'm to tell that. In other words, influences that would try to poison or hurt or maim. I believe the Lord is going to deal with those things. When I was praying into what to share, oh, by the way, thank you again for standing with us. We were in 10 nations in, our, in, in three months. And uh, God is moving. One of the, the neat things were uh, there are places that we've been going for decades. And uh, uh, um, after Cyprus, Israel, we went to Romania. Went there the first time in 2002. We saw several hundred saved in a week. And then over the next several months into the, into the thousands. And, um, but uh, there have been some challenges and uh, I did this conference in Brashoff, and coming from the region where I had uh, ministered so many years but had not been there in a few years, uh, there was uh, the fruit that remained. So one of the first places that I ministered were in this, these gypsy slums in a village called Augustine with raw sewage coming down, with mud houses, one room, maybe two rooms, poor ventilation. You would think that it was Africa, not Europe. And uh, there were roughly about 1720 
predominantly young people that got saved at the very first preaching place I did in the street. And now many of them, all these years later, are leading ministries. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So as I was praying about what to share this morning, I heard, I heard the, the word R and R. <laughs> Rest and refreshing. And I want to start in Isaiah 28, 12. Isaiah 28, 12. To whom which he said, this rest with which you cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear, but word of the Lord was to them, Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, we see that there was a rest available for them. There was this offer from heaven to enter into rest. We understand through that, you know, the Lord would speak to Moses as a man would speak to his own friend face to face, and this glory of God would come, and God would release the commandments, would release both law, uh, legal, governmental, all kinds of dietary, with a face-to-face -face encounter with Moses. And in one of those encounters, we get the Ten Commandments, and in those commandments, there is this commandment that is made for man, not for God. He that keeps Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. And so six days a man ought to work and on the seventh rest. So there's a principle. There's a principle set forth from God that there needs to be Rest. Here in the States, in Western culture, and now many other cultures, there's no rest. Everybody is helter-skelter chasing the American dream that's become a nightmare. And then there's this thing of never enough. But we weren't created to go 24-7, week after week, month after month. We have to have rest. And rest is something so much more than taking a nap. There is this thing called rest of soul. From the very deepest part of who God made each one of us, there is this longing, this place where we can just come before him, like Jesus said, come to me. Every single one of you, all who are weary, all who are heavy laden, 
And I, he said, take my yoke upon you. He said, come learn from me, for I'm meek and lowly of heart. He said that if we would come to him, there would something would happen deep in our soul that would and it would be it would be that rest would come into our soul much of religious activity done through strife and ambition and vainglory much of it and that does not produce rest where does rest come from? We see when Moses was there and God made a, a special place for him as there was this glory encounter. I just want to stop there. and Lord, would you just release glory encounters? Would you just give us surprises where we're, we're doing our deal and all of a sudden the heavens open up over us and the glory of God comes and we are encountered by that glory and we are transformed by that glory. And what happens in transformational glory encounters is we become more like wonderful Jesus. So Moses... He's there. He's in a safe place because I don't think physically any of us in our, in our finite being could, could sustain the level of glory that's on God. So he gives us what we, can, what we can handle. But as Moses prayed a specific prayer in Exodus 33, he said, Lord... Show me now your way. I beseech you, King James. I, I ask you strongly to show me now your glory. And God's response to his specific request was, I'm, I've got his place I prepared for you. And I will cause all of my goodness. That's finger licking good right there. <laughs> all of my goodness to pass in front of you. Anybody here like that new song? In all my life you have been faithful. In all my life you've been so, so good. So could we not say that God answers our prayers specifically? And could we not say that Moses' request for glory, God answered with goodness? Can they be interchangeable? And, it, there, it, and this encounter, we see the principle of rest. We see an entire nation, the children of Israel, they want it. They were told about rest. They, they knew that commandment, six days a man should work on the seventh rest. But they did not. And 
They would not. And the reason and the hindrance from entering in for them as an entire nation was unbelief. And they thought that they could do it themselves. The sooner we find out that we can't do it, we yield to it, we yield to it, and we say yes. Uh, what, when was it, sweetheart? What year was it when I was having the breakdown? That was 2002? 2005. In 2005, I had preached 110 times in a month and a half. I had done four round-trip transatlantics. I get to Cyprus, where I'm supposed to be the last teacher. It's before we moved there. Uh, I was to be the last teacher of the school year to pump up the young people for world missions. And when I get down there, uh, I get there, I set there's this uh, Messianic Jewish prophet named David Rudolph. He's now a dear, dear friend. And we were sitting down uh, having a nice Mediterranean cuisine. Hallelujah. And, uh, and I said, David, we Gentile preachers are the worst violators of the Sabbath principle. We say that Sunday is our day of rest. That's a joke. It's, we work more on Sunday than any other day sometimes. And he just looked at me and he uses a scripture where Jesus told his guys, come, come up with me on the mountain. Come apart with me on the mountain and rest a while. And David looked at me and he said, Jeff, you need to come apart with Jesus and rest before you come apart. And he got me. I was busted. And I called my wife, long distance, of course. She was with the children back in Texas. And I said, sweetheart, I believe we're supposed to take a sabbatical. And she announces it to the children. Dad's going to take a sabbatical. And you can hear his, Woo! The kids are celebrating. Dad's going to take a rest. It's amazing, I thought. And uh, so we tried. <laughs> it seems like a conundrum that you have to labor to enter into rest. Ever notice when you become intentional about it, the more roadblocks are set up or the more things that come in and say, well, I'll just do this and I'll just do this and I've got to do this. And so what ends up happening is to the expense of the things that matter most, we spend our life and strength on the things that matter little. Rest. It takes 
an intentionality to say, you know what? I just need to go fishing. I just need to go whatever your thing is. I just need to take a walk, take a hike. <laughs> go take a hike. <laughs> Get on some water. Do what you do. Ride, a, ride your motorcycle. I, I, I don't kind of not suggest that. Uh, my some friends, pastor friends wanted to go riding a week and a half ago or so. Anyway, I used to, while I do everything full throttle, all right? And so I'd even had a scene in the morning of me going off the road. And guess what happened? I went off at about 60 miles an hour, <laughs> laid the bike down and went off and down this embankment, missed the metal post like that, stopped right before the woods, kind of tenderized my ribs. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to like do motorcycle for rest. <laughs> Do what you do for rest. Then we see the whole idea in Ephraim's, uh, yeah, the call of Jesus. Come unto me. Come unto me, all you that are labor and are heavy laden. Come and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. Come learn from me and you will find rest for your soul. Then the next R is refreshing. I'll do it like a commercial. <laughs> Have a refreshing time. Yes. Go to the spa. Go Take time to be alone with Jesus. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, and that times of refreshing will come to you from where? The presence of Jesus. I just want to proclaim presence-based ministry. I want to proclaim presence-based living. I love what Moses said in response to God's statement, my presence will go with you. He said, if your presence doesn't go with me, I don't want to go. Thank you, Father, for your presence. What is found in the presence of God? I mean, there's so much joy in the presence of God. In, it says there, oh, where is it? In your presence is fullness of joy. It was one of the releases of David in the psalm. 
where he said, in, you have shown me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I can't, I can't tell you the number of times that I have seen people that were bound with depression and heaviness getting blasted by Holy Spirit and then began. The first time I saw it, it was down in Del Rio, Texas. And this man just started laughing, laughing uproariously in the service. It wasn't decent. It wasn't in order. I didn't, it was not in my notes. I did not plan it. <laughs> and while I was speaking, this, he, he, he just was laughing. And then he went to the f- floor laughing. And I found out later that he had been bound by heaviness and sorrow for months because his wife had left him for a woman. And they had had, they were believers and he just, it took him into a cave. And in that moment, God released joy as his good medicine. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I've seen it now sometimes in in waves that have hit thousands where it was joy unspeakable that was full of glory. Three ingredients in the kingdom of God according to Romans is is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So you can see how much of the kingdom that you carry by those three ingredients. And one time I, I, I was, the Lord began to speak to me And he said, so many of my people are bound by heaviness and depression. I give this to you to set them free. I like my job. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I've seen crazy, wonderful things like that across this planet where all of a sudden the presence of God comes and it's joy unspeakable, full of glory. Thank you, Father. Refreshing. Times of refreshing. Sometimes we think, well, if I just am able to, like, we think of refreshing as our feet up with the lime and lemonade in our hand and, or, you know, and then sipping on a straw and f- our children fanning us. <laughs> yes. Rubbing our feet or our shoulders. Yes. But the strength of refreshing comes from his presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for presence-based ministry. I just uh, wonder, could you come to the keyboard? Where, where, uh, 
could you come to the keyboard and just key all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been good. I think you live that one. <laughs> Lord, this morning, we want to thank you for your goodness. We want to thank you for Eastside Church. God, we thank you that this is your dwelling place, that this is the place your glory dwells. This is your habitation. This is your dwelling place. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters this morning. I pray that you just begin to touch them right now. I pray for your healing grace. I pray, Lord, for your sustaining power. I pray, Lord, just for cascades of your love just to flow right now over us. Lord, I pray that you would, as that we cry out to you in our de-stress, that you would de-stress us right now. Lord, I just thank you right now for the anointing that breaks the yoke of heaviness, the release of it right now, Father. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for dreams, even childhood dreams that are yet unfulfilled. I thank you, Lord, for fulfillment. I hear the scripture, hope deferred makes a heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. I see right now Holy Spirit wanting to breathe on some of those old desires that have not yet been fulfilled. I see the Holy Spirit breathing on them right now. I hear the scripture, I will give you eyes for your eyes. I, I see visions that have become dull and dim. I see clarity coming right now. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Father. Thank you for opening our eyes wide. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And um, I just uh, thank you right now. Now, the Lord is that spirit where the spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. And I, I pray right now for a freedom from false responsibilities, God. I hear that so clear right now. And some of you answer to others in a way that it's, it, it's hurting you. It's robbing you. And I see the Lord warning right now just to, to expose it with his light so that you can see it for what's happening and that you can liberate yourself, that you can move into the place of freedom to do the things that are in your heart and not like your duty. Never will he ask us, to, he never wants his children to live out of duty. He wants, to live, wants us to live out of love and passion for him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, even right now for releasing healing right now. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you for chronic pain disappearing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is that you? Would you stand, Would you raise your hand right where you are? Chronic pain. Keep your hand up just for a moment. If you see that hand, would you put your hand on them and pray right now that God would release them from that? Right in the back. Beth, would you turn around? Thank you, Father. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Father. We love you. You are amazing, Jesus. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Stretch forth your hand to heal right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And I just hear, he said, if I drive out devils with the finger of God, you can say the kingdom has come near you. And you know, you don't have to watch an R-rated movie to understand that there's devil activity, all right? And right now, Jesus, would you drive anything out in that arena that would try to put fear, try to, Lord, imprison us? We thank you right now just for driving out those influences. Drive them out. There's, there's nothing harmless in the, in the enemy's camp. The agenda is always clear. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes that we might have life and have it abundantly. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just before we finish, can we, can we just stretch up our hands to him? Thank you, Father. We just abandon ourselves to you, Lord. And Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Father. I, I pray for Alex and Liz. I pray for this team. I pray, Lord. I pray for this summer season, God, that it'll be an amazing season, God. An amazing season of rest and, and reflection and restoration and a joy and presence and reconciliation, God, I pray. A movement of reconciliation, God. And I pray, Lord, even for families that have been broken, God, that this would be a season of, of prodigals returning home, God. That this would be a, those that have been, Lord, led astray in to drug our sexual sin, God. I ask that this would be a time, Lord, where they come back, they come back, they come back, they're restored back. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And we want to be always those that, that show mercy and not walk in judgment, God. And so we ask you just for baptisms of mercy and grace and love. Thank you, Father. In all my, uh, all my life you have been faithful. Sing it out. In all my life you have been so, so. Again. In all my life, you have 
Back there on the right, the young man with the amazing curly dark hair. There's light over you right now. And uh, I hear the scripture, the path of the just is as the shining light or the first gleam of the dawn that gets brighter and brighter to the perfect day. And I see you stepping in faith. You're a, you're, you're a man filled with faith. And God is going to expand your faith. Uh, your life does not belong to you. You belong to Jesus. You know that. You, and I, there's a selling out. You, you just, you're ready to go. You're ready to leave all and follow Him. There's such a pleasure of the Father over you. There's such a pleasure. You're going to model sacrifice to your generation. You're going to model it. They don't understand it. It's like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta hold on. We gotta like, we, it's all about me. It's all about me. But you're going to be a light in your generation. You're going to be a Joan the Baptist in your generation. You are going to be God's voice in wildernesses of sin. And, and you're going to be the clear voice that says, repent for the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is here. Lord, I thank you right now for my brother, God. I thank you for fresh oil on his head. Fresh oil of heaven. These two couples here together right there. Lord, I thank you. I just, I see, I see faithfulness written over your lives. But I, I, I see, I see this holy, this holy nudge, hallelujah. <laughs> really kind of want to, it's like a push, hallelujah. <laughs> I see God pushing you to the forefront. You, you're just like, I mean, you've done it. You've, you've labored. You've been faithful. You've served. And there's this lie that comes to us in this season that our days kind of like, <laughs> but it's not. There are treasures of wisdom. There are treasures of words in due season. Are treasures of understanding in practical arenas where you can help the next generation. And he's a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he's a God of three generations all at one time. And we as boomers, we have been a spoiled generation. And, and uh, the millennial generation have disconnected with us because of are you know, kind of like selfish pursuit. But I see you guys being mothers and fathers to the next generation. And Lord, I just thank you right now just for pouring your spirit fresh on them. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I, uh, Cyprus was a place of Barnabas his name means, his, originally he was named Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus. But when he went to, to Jerusalem, when the Holy Spirit was being poured out, in that glory, in that revival glory, he was transformed so much that, that Joseph did not define him anymore. The apostles renamed him Barnabas, the one who brings 
encouragement or the son of consolation. And that's what I, I see, especially over you guys, that you're to just be encouragers. Hallelujah. To release consolation and encouragement. And you don't have to like, you know, just do it. Hallelujah. <laughs> just do it. So Father, thank you right now just for ministering grace on them, helping them to step out. And uh, the fear of man be brings a snare. I thank you for freeing from the fear. How many want in on that prayer? Lord, we pray right now that you would deliver us from the fear of what people would think. There are things that are called social norms that are abnormal in heaven. And so we ask you, Father, just for courage and boldness to speak. Thank you, Father. We worship you. This uh, woman here with uh, turquoise, you were just raising your hands. Lord, I just thank you right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Father. I hear the scripture, deep calls unto deep, at the noise of your waves or your breakers. They have come over me. And I, I see Lord calling you into a deeper place with him. And I see that there is going to be a release of a breaker anointing in those seasons. So, Father, I thank you right now. By reason of the anointing, the yoke of oppression shall be destroyed. And uh, there's so many women in your age group that battle depression and battle heaviness. And I see God using you to break that off of them. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. Oh, yeah. There you are. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 it's you. <laughs> I'm just amazed I would speak to you and your husband, but I'm just was amazed at the fire that you carried when you were up here. And uh, fire begets fire. Whoa, whoa. It wouldn't be a fun life if we don't live with fire, you know, if we don't have a passion for anything. Anybody want to carry fire for God? And Lord, we just thank you for these gifts to your body, God. We just honor them, Lord. We honor them, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, you know, I've just seen, um, I did this conference right at the close of the year with uh, Brian Simmons, who wrote the, um, the Passion Translation. And um, I was supposed to, I was, it was, a, I want to say, a Saturday morning. And, you know, I'm really not a good script guy, all right? And, uh, and all of a sudden, I just stood as a recognized leader, a, a male leader in the body of Christ, and I found myself repenting to the women and the sisters for every time that they've been shut down.
And every time they've been, their voice has been silenced. And when I finished that repentance, many women started wailing in the church. I didn't know what to do, you know. Got a little messy, all right? But I just said, I called them to the front. And then one of our long-term friends who she pastored with her husband in our city of Palestine, and now they're pastors there at Bethel, Bethel Austin. I called her. And for the next couple of hours, I don't know how many women were processing on the front what what Holy Spirit was doing. But I see you as a Deborah. I see you as a woman deliverer. And Lord, I just thank you right now for your mighty hand. One of the things that Deborah said, she said this, village life ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose. And you must arise. You can't hide. There's no way you can hide. There's no way you can try to, you know, necessarily be sweet all the time. There is fire in your bones. It's not only evangelistic fire, but it's prophetic fire. And I pray for the two, I thank you for the two-edged sword, God. I thank you for both the prophetic and the evangelistic coming in this package, God. And I thank you, Lord, that there will be few that will be able to stand against it. And Lord, I thank you for my brother. Blessed is the man who understands his wife. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you. That is like one of my, that's understanding with a capital U. Lord, I thank you right now just for giving him understanding of the uniqueness and the gift of his wife, not only to he and the children, but to the body of Christ. And I thank you for the protections. I thank you, Lord, for the consolation. But I also thank you for the anointing that brings full release in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Thank you, Father. I just want to speak one more general word. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those that bring good news. Proclaiming peace. Announcing peace. There's no specific group mentioned. It's just general call. And I hear it so strongly right now over Eastside Church. We've got the best news in town. Appreciate your enthusiasm right now. (laughs) We've got the best news now. And somehow, there must be a shift in the American church to where the song that we sing is right now is, it's all about me and my feelings, to where it's, it's all about you. It's all about gathering in the harvest. It's all about winning and bringing the lost in. So I ask you right now, Father, 
over this people and over this place for fresh release of the fire of evangelism. Lord, that that you would completely free us from the shame of the gospel, God. That we would be able to say with Paul, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. God, we ask you right now, as I'm looking at my young sister, God, I pray. Can I put my hand on your head? Probably doesn't matter if you say yes or no. I may do it anyway. (laughs) What's your name? Kayla. Lord, I thank you for precious Kayla. Jesus, she's such a treasure. She's your pearl of great price. And I ask you for the generation she represents, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you even right now just for flooding her with your love. You need to just get the word can't out of your vocabulary. I hear the scripture, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And I just see right now a shift happening. Lord, I thank you. I just, there's something so precious inside of you. It's so hidden. You're his pearl of great price. Lord, we bless our sister. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, bless you, Pastor. Amen. If you're a first-time guest here, we'd love for you to fill out one of these little cards right here. Then in the back of the seats, you can take it to the information center or you can put it in the offering box. Don't forget to to give. We do that here through that, or you can do it online. Men, we need 60 guys signed up for, for men's retreat. It's not till October, but you need to put it in your calendars. You need to get off work, and you need to pay us up front so you'll commit. So go ahead and do that. You can do that online. Go to the men's retreat and do that. Uh, tithe and offerings in the boxes and online again. Let me just pray. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you, God, that, that for these two missionaries. Father, I thank you that that the money that we send, God, the fruit that it bears is way above a hundredfold. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my goodness. And so, Father, we just ask for your blessing upon them. We ask, God, that you minister to them, continue to do so. Father, let us all know, God, let us, let us have revelation. I know you're shouting it, God, that we are all your priests. So let us bring peace in Jesus' name. Amen.